So I've got to be totally honest with you. Um, I'm sitting in my kitchen as always. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> behind me, at uh, 200 degrees Celsius, there's a uh, oven. Uh, this oven is containing a chicken, a whole uh-huh. chicken, and a whole chicken. There's a timer on the oven that says one hour to go. So if you were to change your mic just because you sound a little more shitty than usual, um, this would really upset my chicken, the chicken, and also <laughs> my girlfriend because she's hungry as fuck, and she's upset. I'm upset. So. We got to figure something out, dude. All right. Then we're going with it. Uh, If it sounds like I'm talking through a kazoo or I'm announcing uh, that uh, with the silver Honda Civic with the license plate QZ295R, (laughs) please, your lights are on. If I sound like that in a strip mall speaker, uh, it's because I am. Uh, And um, why the fuck would they call you out for having your lights on? Because your your car is parked, ostensibly you're shopping in the uh, outlet store for some slightly burnt active wear, <laughs> and you're uh, and you might not be aware that your battery is draining rapidly because you haven't changed your battery since you purchased the car back Fair in two thousand and two from your uncle. Fair enough. You're really yeah. You a you're such a sensible and. Um, just diligent uh, PA person. I think that's good on you, man. Just taking care of people. I like people. to think that I'm just a good person. Trying to trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think yeah. I got a 12-inch dick, but I mean... <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you, those aren't necessarily correlated, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, wait, so, actually, speaking of the chicken behind me... Uh, give me like half a minute because I got I got to turn it over. Thought you were gonna say, well, speaking of my dick. <laughs> give me a second. I'm just I'm just turning turning over the chicken. What? It, it can't do it by itself. Lazy fucking chicken. Oh, holy fuck! That chicken looks fucking amazing, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm so looking forward to it. Oh, um, goodness. I, have I ever? I mean, I've cooked some shit for you. I made you my signature grilled cheese. You made um, me your signature grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, that was fucking hell. It was good. Which is which is very good, and uh, which is is that with the scrambled eggs or is that yeah yeah that thing? was with the scrambled eggs yeah that's right yeah yeah okay, so that was that was pretty good. Fuck yeah. Uh, so first of all, welcome to Friends of Our Podcast. I realized that we haven't done uh, any intro. Uh, for the last episode, but that's just because our interest in the podcast is steadily declining. So, um, yeah, that's I think yep. that's the normal course of action uh, to take for a podcast. You know what podcast you're listening to? Come on. Yeah, exactly. And well, m- <laughs> most likely you don't. That's the whole point why I'm even listening. But <laughs> yeah, uh, we have some very very racist views. Anyways, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, let, let me, okay, you guys, for, for grilled cheese, all right? So, here it is. So, most important thing about grilled cheese. Basically, first of all, just biggest mistake people make is just putting the heat too high. 
of the pen. That's just yes. th that's just gonna fucking ruin everything, dude. You have to first of all like smear some butter, like smear it all around it, like both sides, you know. And then you gotta make some like slow, like soft scrambled eggs. That's very important. Um, put them to the side after you done making them. Scrambled eggs are a whole separate discussion on how to do them properly. Well, your I grandmother think... doesn't do them well. Not your grandmother, but the listener's <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> oh. You haven't you haven't had good scrambled eggs before. Uh, the golden corral doesn't count. Probably. <laughs> I mean, there's two kinds of scrambled eggs, right? There's like the the like fast scrambled eggs, and there's like the slow scrambled eggs, like the the soft mm. and the hard. I would say. So yeah. Um, like the normal ones, so like everyone makes, and the ones that you get at at a diner or something, um, they're usually done in like a minute or two. Uh, you have yeah, to hand. They're fine. The, yeah, they're fine. They're okay. You, you know, nothing to eat. Um, you put some fucking like parsley or something in there, chives. You're all set. Um, but the slow ones, I mean, they take time, right? You like you you mix the eggs with some butter, put them in a pan. That has already been buttered, and mm -hmm. uh, then you you know put the pan on like low to medium heat, and you keep stirring like you just keep stirring like a motherfucker for like fifteen minutes, and you're taking the pan on and off the heat, and after a while it'll start scrambling, and um, you know it's done when it looks slightly undercooked, but since you're like yeah. leaving leaving it in the pan for another couple of minutes usually or like at least a minute and um they will they're, they're still hot right they contain a lot of heat so they will continue cooking even if they're out of the pan um that's right yeah they will be just perfectly smooth and silky scrambled eggs holy shit oh man a wise man so once told me that when when you think the eggs are almost done they're actually done and you should take them off mm-hmm mm -hmm. and that wise man was jesus <laughs> um, I have a hot tip for grilled cheese uh, yeah. aficionados. Uh, a couple things. If you're making it in a pan, mm -hmm. uh, first thing I recommend is start with a lid when mm. you put it in first. Because if you've got thick ass cheese in there, mm -hmm. um, it all of your heat is just escaping from the pan, and you're gonna flip it over. And especially if you're using thicker bread, mm. your heat's not gonna transfer through the bread to melt the cheese internally fast enough so you keep the lid on there and you melt the cheese just through the ambient heat in the pan with the lid avec lid and yes. uh and it's just going to be a whole better experience t t hot tip number two put a thin slice of cheese on the outside if you get like one of those i don't want to say american cheese because that's gross and not cheese but if you get like pre-sliced cheddar that's in like a six by six centimeter square kind of thing Put that on the outside of the bread and then f literally fry that into the bread. And it makes like this crispy husk on the outside. Holy shit, that's such a good tip. Like, yeah. honestly, I never thought of doing that. But yeah. fuck, that's good. Recommend, recommend. I haven't uh -huh. done it personally, but I had it at a food truck one time and it, it, it changed grilled cheese sandwiches for me. Damn. <laughs> to be fair, though, just, you know, just saying, I mean... I'm not in the U.S. yet, but there definitely is American cheese, like actual American cheese. What you're talking about is those craft slices, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, you, you. I mean, I'm not hating on them. 
they they got their you know they got their place in the They're world. Fine. I actually love them. I have a gu- guilty pleasure. I, I do like them. Sure. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah yeah. I mean, it makes a disgusting pig, but I mean, whatever. But yeah. um, no, I I totally see how they. So thing that I used to do, um, especially when I was was like a broke student, uh, because there was such a like a cheap yet kind of nutritious meal, I'd say. Um, I mean, once you put some veggies on the side, I guess. <laughs> but uh, you would take like some, you know, like we we would usually call it sandwich bread. Uh, whatever you think it is, mm-hmm. is probably the one I'm thinking about. Um, yes. Like white bread, right? And yes. you take that and uh, you would uh, put some uh, like tomato paste on it, like the concentrated Ooh, tomato paste. Okay. Uh, put it on one side. The other side, you can put either some cream cheese or some butter or something like just cheap shit that you can spread on it and makes it all like a little more creamy. Um, Daniel, fuck, that was my, <laughs> that was spring, sorry. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so you put something on it, something spreadable, right? Um, then you put a can of tuna on there. Like, usually I would do this on two sandwiches. Then it usually doesn't overload one. You put like half a can of tuna uh, on each. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you put like two slices of like American cheese, one above, one below the tuna. Okay. Close it, put it in the oven for like 10 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Holy shit. You, you'll be surprised. I mean, obviously, you have to douse that shit in like ketchup or something, but. Um, <laughs> That's right. so good. I'm not even kidding you. It's it's it sounds weird, but it's actually yeah, I'm really not good. sure. It's like a tuna melt, but yes. Okay, I've never put tomato paste on anything, so that's, yeah, that's interesting so, for me. So that's actually something that my mom started doing when I was still living home. Living at home, I I don't know why she did it, but she tried it at some point. She was like, I think it was like one night we probably just we we ran out of any like spreads at home you know so she mm-hmm. she was like hey well let me put this tomato paste on there and see how it tastes <laughs> and i'm not shitting it's actually it's not quite... delicio it's the struggle <laughs> and it's actually quite good um hmm. it's it you know i mean in the end it's just concentrated tomato right and yep. uh i don't know about the stuff you get in north america but the stuff you get here i mean you know it it, it literally just tastes like tomato probably if you have never tasted it same pure, stuff i got it i got like a tube of it it's good yeah, it's it's really good and and putting it on on bread, I would recommend like, you know, that not being your whole thing. But also, for example, oh shit, dude, man, okay, look, tomato paste. <laughs> I, I'm passionate about that shit. So you can put tomato paste on like bread, and then put tomatoes and mozzarella on there, and it's gonna be like the weirdest but best like. Caprice experience you'll ever have. Yeah. It's just so... If you get some, like, nice rye bread and you, like, you, you toast it properly, then you put some tomato paste on there, mozzarella, tomato. Dude, it's... Holy shit. It's... All right. Woo! Ma- I mean, it's making me very hungry. I... I, I uh, So I started making a, like, a goulash stew kind of thing yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it turned out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've made a lot of those in my days and especially in the last few years, 
Like as we were saving up to buy a house and everything, like we were making, especially in the winter time, I like to just bust out the crock pot and like slap a roast in there when I go to work and then come back and then there's like a fully formed stew basically ready to go. Yeah. And I, I initially started like started following recipes and then I was like, okay, how to make a good beef roast and, or a beef stew and, or, uh, and then eventually I started getting creative and I was like, you know what, I'm going to swap this out for this and that. And Uh then, but what's remarkable for me is that they all kind of taste good and the same. And what I've started to realize is that as long as you have certain base key ingredients, you can literally throw anything into a stew or a pot roast and it will taste good. <laughs> yes. Like there's there's no rules. As long as you've got like some tomato paste or tomato sauce, some uh, uh, like a, a, a stock, like a beef or a chicken stock mm-hmm. and some veggies and then a meat, that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. Above and beyond that, you can toss anything you want. And, there's no, and don't even measure it. Don't even fucking measure it. Just toss it in there. Yeah. You want a half a jar of marjoram? Just toss it in. <laughs> it's still going to taste good. It doesn't even matter. It's like foolproof cooking. It's amazing. And yeah. you can know what you could be like, you could accidentally spill your jar of pickles into it and it's still going to taste great. <laughs> doesn't yeah. even matter. I totally agree, dude. Um a, a a a real hack that I don't know if you guys have that is like uh not stock cubes, but like stock paste. Is that something you guys have? Um, how does it come? Like in a little squeeze thing? No, no, it's like a little, like a little plastic jar. Um, it's like a the size of a. Uh, you you know those those like things of ketchup you would sometimes get at like fast food restaurants that aren't like the squeezy things, but they are like like the glass ones. They're like little jars, like a plat, okay. like an aluminum lid on top or something it looks like that it's what uh, it's it's not uh. big and that is like so good like i started putting that into like my bolognese and my lasagna and like all that stuff mm. and it comes in different like tastes like uh beef chicken uh, roast like whatever you you imagine it's so good man and it adds so much flavor it's basically just concentrated stock yeah but we have some of those like in little tetra packs with like the like an orange juice container with a with a screw top on it. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm just not sure because a lot of them put like all the like flavor enhancers, like all the MSGs and all that stuff mm. in there. And I'm not hating on MSG, dude. Like MSG's my homie. Like so <laughs> so okay, let me I got very strong opinions on MSG. So for all right, let's hear. For everyone who's not acquainted, just just you know at the off chance someone has never heard of MSG, it's a, a monosodium glutamate, and it's a, a flavor enhancer. Is probably what you would say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, basically it's enhancing the flavor profile umami. So you know we have like uh, sweet, salty, sweet, bitter, uh, sour, right? And then we have umami. And umami is like umami is like the the meaty flavor. It's like what would we oh. consider to be like hearty, meaty, like that stuff. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's its own taste, and that's called umami. And um, 
like uh, uh, beef broth, for example, is very <clears throat> umami to us. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's also salty, but it's not just salt, right? You're not just drinking fucking salt. You, you have yeah. something more in there. So it's very hearty. Um, and yeah, so, so MSG basically enhances that umami flavor profile. And in especially Asian kitchen, it's used quite frequently. And mm-hmm. in Germany, we have this thing where people uh, walk out of like uh, Asian restaurants and they got headaches or migraines. And uh, Germans actually, uh, obviously that was a lot of years ago because nowadays you wouldn't call it that, but uh, they call it the China syndrome. <laughs> um, nowadays, if you get, <laughs> nowadays, if you get the China syndrome, you're coughing. I am I right? <laughs> but um, so it's yeah, that's what what they called it, and um, people thought it was because of MSG, because glutamate mm. is a like a key neurotransmitter in our brain, um, and people thought if uh, we had too much of that, it could cause like migraines and stuff. But mm. studies have shown that like as long as you don't consume like exorbitant amounts of that you're right um it's usually probably the salt that does that to you like if you've been to like a like an yeah. a- asian place there's so much soy sauce and fish sauce and everything on it and it's pure mm. salt that'll fuck you up that'll dehydrate you that'll <coughs> fuck up your your like brain chemistry and stuff and whatever yeah okay but so like, what's up with the the anti-msg thing because there's like it was it was a whole wave of of stuff in like I don't know, late '90s, early 2000s, and all yeah, of yeah, right. St- just like no MSG, like in the front window of the store, like yeah. Uh, what was up with that? I think that was because of that, probably because it, it there was this general concern. Uh, I mean, we called it China syndrome um, uh, b- before Trump did, but <laughs> we <laughs> we. Uh, I told you guys at the beginning we're a very racist podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, that's at least what I know about it in Germany. And I would think that probably like in, in North American places, it's probably the same that there was this whole thing of it being considered, uh, just unhealthy, just like, you you know, this like meme of, of people being shown, uh, like just a humongous list of, um, uh, chemicals and they're being yeah. asked would you consume that and they're like fuck no and then it's like haha got you that's actually the ingredients of a blueberry um right yeah which yeah i think this whole thing of you know ooh, it's chemicals i don't want it because a lot of people just don't realize that like every single thing is a chemical yeah um, i have a story but like for me what when, when i was a kid because i didn't really understand it i thought msg i thought it was something that would like made you addicted to the food so that you came back and had more of it or you you ordered more than you yeah but it like that, that's actually eat. that's not a dumb thing to think because it kind of does because mm. so in my in my bachelor studies because I studied nutritional science um we had this professor bringing in some tomatoes and he had his blind test uh justy tomato Tomato with salt, which is something that, you know, a lot of people do. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. It's very delicious. And then one sprinkled with MSG. Hmm. And I'm telling you, dude, the MSG tomato, fucking hell. That was the, by far, 
The best tomato I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> you cannot imagine the taste of that fucking tomato. It was so good. And um, obviously, it you keep coming back for more of like very, very tasty stuff, right? That's just a natural re- yeah. reaction. And um, yeah, if you cook Asian at home, it'll never taste the same because most people don't add MSG. Um mm. And that's actually also when you buy those like Maggie packages, you know, that mm-hmm. contain like those those like ready to to go mixes that you just usually mix with some like cream or milk or whatever. Yeah, and put it the sauces with. and things. And usually that contains a shit ton of MSG as well. That's where it tastes the way it does. Mm. Um, and that's why it's so good. Like I think no one can deny that that stuff doesn't taste good. It's just you immediately taste that it's Maggie, right? It's just yeah, this... Yeah, yeah. I and mean, as long as there's no, like, serious adverse health risks for no. it, I don't see the problem with it. So so as far as they know, there's not. Um, and there's, there's been a bunch of studies on that. And as I was saying, like, this professor in, in my bachelor's course, he um, explained that to us. And uh, he was like, yeah, that's why people love Asian food. Um not just because of that, of course, because Asian food in general is just fucking delicious for the most part. It is good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's why it, you know, uh, tastes so remarkably different from what we would usually cook. Mm. And um, I, I recently had a conversation with someone who's like very health conscious and stuff. And uh, he's cooking a lot. And um, he, he told me, you know, he's been to so many Asian restaurants and they've explained to him like in detail how they cook their stuff and he's just never managed to do it as well, right? And I told him, dude, buy MSG. That stuff's, like, cheap as hell. You can buy it off Amazon, like, everywhere. It's just a spice in the end. It's, like, not a not a, not a a spice in a traditional sense in that it, like, like adds of, another flavor. Be. It's just enhancing the flavor because MSG mm-hmm. by itself doesn't take... Like, it It tastes a little bit like, like, like meat broth, I, I, I'd say, but... It's not mm-hmm. that strong. It just enhances the flavor. That's the genius thing about it. And mm-hmm. um, using it in moderation as anything, um, according to like the, 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 the scientific literature that's out there, uh, there's no health concerns associated. Um, mm-hmm. And it just makes your food taste so much better. But obviously, so does salt and sugar. And because people are fucking dumb and they're like, I'm not putting any chemicals in my body... There was no reason why I did a southern accent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please don't lynch me. Um, uh, there's there's this whole sentiment about that, right? About like chemicals yeah. being bad for you and stuff. And well, there's like a huge stigma. Like yeah. my stepdad is just. I mean, he, he's. I don't. I don't think he's well informed about it, but he's like. A lot of people just have this stigma against MSG, where it's like when they hear it, they immediately think that it's bad, and yes. they don't know why. I didn't know why. And now I'm like, maybe I should buy some next time I go to the store. <laughs> just honestly, dude, I mean, what's there to lose? Like, there's, I mean, you can check it out yourself. Just go to PubMed and just check out, like, the literature on yeah. MSG. Like, there's some decent reviews out there. Um, obviously, like, anything in, like, excess concentrations, it'll just fuck you up. <laughs> but so does fucking sodium chloride, right? If you put too much salt on anything uh you'll get the headaches you'll get the shits you'll get like everything 
So um, does water. If you drink enough water, you'll kill yourself. <laughs> exactly. That's very true. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. But what I'm saying is um, MSG is, is like, it's the shit. And I, I think MSG <laughs> makes people happy. Because they go to like Asian restaurants and they put some MSG in there, and uh, people taste it and they're like, "Oh fuck, that's like the best like pad thai mm. I ever had in my life, like ever." What that the fuck is going on? I can sucks. die now. I'm literally going to kill myself now. That's oh man, it's it's just so good. Oh man, I have. I mean, you just triggered me with the fucking pad thai. <laughs> I remember we pad did thai. That once at, at pad my, thai my is party. one of the most challenging dishes to make I have ever encountered. I've been cooking for a long time, and I yeah. I'd like to say that I'm more than just like I'm I'm pretty pretty experienced in the kitchen. And pad thai is a challenge because it's something that is very, very simple in that you have noodles that are prepared and like ready to fry. You've got a sauce that's ready to fry with. Yeah. Um, but the sauce you need to make from like um, tamarind paste. Um, and then the noodles like have to be the right texture. And then what happens is you need to combine this all in a very quick time frame the right way. So mm. like you have to like put your garlic and your chicken in the pan and for like less than 30 seconds kind of fry it around so it gets fragrant then you got to slam an egg in there or two eggs in there while they're still but don't let them cook and then you got to throw your noodles in there with the sauce on top and you got to stir it around so like there's a huge amount of prep and then the whole thing comes together in like less than a minute in the pan and it's just it's so hard it's so easy to mess up so easy to mess up and i've made it like a dozen times in my life and each one has been bad for a different reason i mean or i like remember, I messed up for a different reason i i remember i remember us making the pad thai remember my like a uh, shitty apartment uh, in the dorm yeah um we made it there i remember that we were both already drunk um <laughs> it was it was very good times back then and um i remember us eating it and we were both like yeah that's because i've oh yeah right that was the whole thing i've never had pot uh, uh, uh thai like up to this point like mm. never and you were like that's one of your favorite dishes um you really want to make it together and uh just you know have me try it and uh, right. obviously uh you were now in retrospect just hunting your white whale um <laughs> But uh, it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I, I remember it being quite good, actually. I remember wanting to do it again at some point, but I don't know what, what kept me from doing it. That's, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm going to try it again, and then I'm going to be like, hey, Jason, you know what, what I did? I, I made some very good pad thai, and uh, you just suck at cooking, dude. But yeah, Damn, that would hurt. Oh, that would hurt a lot. Yeah, especially because I have, I have no frame of reference. Because literally, only time I had pad thai was with you, the one you cooked, and mm. I barely remember it. And again, I'm very certain that we were already drunk because it was one of those, probably like Saturdays. I I would I would wager it was probably a Saturday that that you and I met up and we were just getting drunk and just going to to the local supermarket and just buying stuff for them. Yeah, and you were like, we gotta do this, man, and yeah. I'll tell you the the one that I messed up the worst in. Um, you know that like 
It's like Zurich, like uh, it's vinegar, vinegar essence, basically. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. The the, the clear like the, stuff, right? Yeah, the clear bottle. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. And it's like, it's like ten or twenty-five percent. <laughs> yes. Vinegar and like most normal white vinegar is five percent. Yeah, you got to dilute it uh, at least one in five, at least. Yeah, so I didn't know that, and I didn't buy any. We already had that. I was like, oh, I got vinegar. I don't need to buy any. Oh, and I put the right amount for 5% in Ooh. in the sauce, and I, and it just, Ooh. like, the the whole kitchen stank. Oh. And uh, oh. and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe once we put it on the noodles, it'll spread out, and I'll water it down. No. And I was, like, cooking for 10 people, and yeah. I... Uh, and I was like, oh no, devastated, oh. devastated. Oh no, that's the worst, especially if you're cooking for a lot of people. Oh fuck, man, yeah. I feel so sorry for you. That's so horrible. I mean, I I turned it around in the end, like it was okay, but there was. <laughs> let me just let me just quickly speaking of food, just just give me a second. So, uh I wanna just. Do you got your your phone with you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got to do this on podcast. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about you listeners. Um, <laughs> yeah, like there's any. Um, just let me let me show you this. Fucking beautiful, dude. Ooh, look at this chicken. That's a spicy looking chicken there. Fuck. And you know what it did to that chicken? What did you do to that chicken? I fucked it. No, so what I, <laughs> uh, what I did, uh, apart from fucking it, I um, put it in like, doesn't like my new favorite method of like preparing any like poultry um, is preparing like a, like a salt bath for it. Like a, oh yeah, a, like yeah, a six, 6% salt brine. Yeah, right. And um, do that overnight. And you can do that to a whole chicken. Like, don't be afraid. Just put the whole chicken in there um, overnight. And like the, the meat is just the, the juiciest meat you'll ever have. And there's a slight problem with this particular chicken, to be honest. Um, might Did have you buy the grade meat, grade D meat? And so like, <laughs> it's got like slash wounds. <laughs> it's just an abused chicken. It has like, like picking marks on there. There's um, a boot print on it. Yeah. <laughs> Like a like a tire print. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, um, uh, I I might have put a little, like I brined it, so naturally the, the meat is already quite salty. Mm-hmm. I might have went a little overboard with the salt on that one, <laughs> like the the, <laughs> the 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 spice mix that I prepared. So um, oh, no. this is gonna be a um, water intensive. Uh, dinner than we're about to have mm. but yeah yeah we do that too i mean um in the east coast anyways i know people brine their turkeys for thanksgiving and christmas yeah um so that's a thing and then you can choose to deep fry the turkey or not deep fry the turkey that's that's an option so, honestly that's on my american bucket list frying a whole turkey i have never tried it so i can't attest to that but yeah um, I mean, I know there's, a, there's this whole thing of like, oh, don't do it. Like, everything's going to fucking burn. Um, but having done like a decent amount of frying, like d- actual deep frying at home, just in like a saucepan, um, mm. that always worked quite well. Like, I fried all kinds of shit. Like, I fried like 
chicken legs, I fried fries, obviously. I fried uh, chicken thighs. So much frying going on, dude. You got no idea. So, I, uh, I, I I think I'm probably going to start with like a chicken. Just deep frying a, just a chicken. Mm. Just to see if it works in theory. But the problem is that I don't like frying a turkey. Yeah, probably cool to do. But frying a chicken will probably satisfy this like urge on my bucket list. Because, yeah, turkey meat. Sorry, but. Turkey sucks. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I'm sorry. I, I think that's probably a controversial opinion, but I think turkey fucking sucks. It's dry. It has, like, just, it, it sounds like off chicken. It sounds like, fucking tastes like off chicken. Probably also <laughs> sounds like it. Um, like, gobble fucking gobble. Like, wh- what kind of, like, cockery do is just that? just had crappy turkey. No, I don't know, dude. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, let's say ground turkey, when you buy ground turkey at the deli or, or the grocery store or something, that always sucks, man. It's It tastes like metal. I don't, I don't, like, I don't when wanna... it goes through the... <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The turkey I made for Thanksgiving this year was was really good. Like, But, I, but, you, I but you're not telling me that, like, that. the white meat on your, on your turkey tastes or is, like, succulent and, like... Yeah, it was. It was? It was? If you do it right, so there's kind of diminishing returns with a big turkey because it's so dense that it doesn't get to the center of it. But what you got to do is like, um, you got to cook it really low, and you got to keep the foil on, and you gotta you gotta like pour its own juices over top of it every twenty minutes or so, and you have to slap butter under the skin, and it's really really crucial to keeping it moist, and you just like got to do it slow. Um, you're and lying, then a, another thing to do is, so we do stuffing inside the turkey body, and for two reasons. One is you get turkey flavored stuffing, but also the moisture from the bread and like the veggies inside will steam from the inside of the turkey. But the, there's like veggies and spices and stuff in there too, so mm. the flavor comes from the inside as well. Mm. But. I have also had my share of dry ass turkey and it's really that's the thing. Like it, it varies wildly between between people who cook it. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking about like your standard like turkey breast meat that you would get like in our supermarkets, like as a fillet, basically. Oh, like a deli meat. And no 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 no, not deli meat. Like the, the no like the way you would buy chicken breast. You can get that as like turkey breast as well here in in Germany, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, that's always just tasted just drier to me. I don't know, but but then again, back then I haven't discovered brining, but still, it's a uh... okay. So there's another thing, you know how we have uh, Wiener Schnitzel, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and traditionally it's made from veal, no. That's that's calf as food speak, right? Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah, I always get confused with that. I, I was I was trying to figure out whether calf or veal is the one that you call the animal, <laughs> which one it was you call the food. But yeah, oh man, you you guys have dissociation, <laughs> just just yep. realities. Um, but yeah, so yeah, veal. 
So that's like the traditional way to make it. Yesterday, my girlfriend was like out of town with her mom and her best friend because they were shopping for her wedding dress. And they've also found one. So, um, which obviously I have no idea about what it's looking like. But, um, so, she was out of town and I did what I always do when <laughs> my girlfriend's not at home. So, I just <laughs> prepare just lavish food for myself. Just, you know, the kind of stuff that I would reluctantly do when she's not. Like, she, don't get me wrong, but she enjoys, like, savory meals. Like, again, like... Uh, case in point, I'm I'm preparing a whole chicken right now for for her mm-hmm. and me, um, but uh, I just tend to like you know you gotta treat yourself sometimes. So I was like, you know what, you know what, I'm gonna have some like uh, uh, corn on a cob, you know, nicely like with butter fried and stuff, and I'm gonna have some Wiener Schnitzel with that. And I'm gonna have the veal kind and not the the uh, uh, like chicken kind that you would often have as well, uh, which is obviously cheaper. And uh, yeah, also tastes great. There's also like pork variant of that. Yeah, the pork ones are what you get at the restaurant normally, no? Yeah, yeah, usually. Yeah, you usually can. Like there's always Wiener Art, which isn't like the actual Wiener Schnitzel. It's just the, mm-hmm. the, the, the type of... You know the the breading and everything Style, is just yeah. the same, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, so that's usually if it's Wiener Art, it's uh, uh, with with pork or chicken. Like that's usually what what they would offer. Okay. And then the actual Wiener Schnitzel is with veal. So I was like, you know, let's buy some veal. Um, there's some like already pre-cut like schnitzel pieces basically and um i was like yeah let's let's get that so i got it obviously i had it like come up to room temp first so it's not like all uh you know like just just tough to eat and stuff when you fried and it's the breading the way i always do you know you dip it in like flour then you dip it in the egg then you uh dip it in the breadcrumbs fry it I did that and the breading came kind of loose with it which never does for me like never and I ate it and it it tasted just so mediocre I like the seasoning was good don't get me wrong but it just tasted uh, it was a little tough it was it just wasn't did as you, tender did you, did you hammer it out did you yeah of course like I, meat? I I, I took it like I beat the meat thoroughly, dude. Um, mm. It's yeah, it just didn't happen for me, and it never does. Whenever I use veal for that, whenever I'm like, you know, treat yourself, just treat yourself this once. And whenever I do that, always comes out tough. Never like mm. it always disappoints me. Whenever I do that with chicken, though, it just—I mean, you know, chicken—you can you can cook that shit for like ten hours and it'll still take, still stay like tender. That's yeah. just, you know. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe something about my technique is wrong, whatever, but I'm 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 not maybe gonna go for like cut. But it's also fair, like to be fair, even when I get it at restaurants, I usually always uh, order the chicken kind. Um because just preferred, uh, uh taste wise, and it's also usually just more tender. And even in restaurants, it's the same. Um usually the, the, the chicken kind is uh, uh more tender. 
and less tough. So, mm. oh man, oh, there's there's a lot of food talk today. I feel like um, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, me too, dude. Like I have, <clears throat> like I have this fucking chicken, like staring at me with its butthole. Just sitting there, just like, yeah, you want to eat me, right? You can't, though. Yeah. Oh, we, uh, we went to a Halloween party last night, and oh, there yeah. was just like a ton of leftovers, and they sent them home with us. And of course, I just got like horrible, horrible shits uh, all morning <laughs> because of it. Because <laughs> okay, it was just which, like, which, which kind of food was it? What was the kind of... So, like last week, that... Uh, sorry, sorry. Just to introduce this part, because l- in last episode, we, we were talking about the differences between Halloween in Germany and, uh, mm. and Canada. So, yep. uh, me... I, I never was at a Halloween party, actually, because they're just not that big of a thing there. So, I'm curious to know what is the kind of food that was offered at your Halloween convention. <laughs> All right. So, let's say there's a ton of food. First off, the the... The couple who threw the party, um, they love to entertain. They love to do themed stuff. So um, we've got like, first off, when you when you have a party like that, everyone has dip. Everyone brings a dip of some kind. So mm-hmm. they prepared um, this Donair dip, which Nova Scotian Donair is got like a condensed milk and garlic sauce. And then you've got like Ooh. kind of spiced meats uh, and tons of cheese and tomatoes and onions. Um, so there was that. That's what they made. Someone brought like a buffalo chicken dip, which was also incredible. It's like shredded chicken with cheese and buffalo sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was just like a standard kind of nacho dip with like cream or like sour cream and and salsa and cheese and and beef and stuff like that yeah um so those were those were the dips that was the dip section there was four types of chips and then the themed the themed foods we had uh mummies which were basically little pieces of hot dogs and then they were like wrapped up with like bandages of bread okay um so those were the mummies and then we had (laughs) fucking hate this the uh char spookery board aka <laughs> the charcuterie board <laughs> i'd like to point out that that was the only themed part of that it was just meat i want you crackers. i want you to just say that again please it was a char spookery oh that's just beautiful bro man okay so, okay I mean, okay yeah it was uh, it was pretty standard. I mean, there's like you got different cheeses and meats, and you got your yeah. crackers. There's some jams. The jams is what's special. Uh, jams. She always finds, yeah, you get like a little chutney or a jam uh-huh. on your charcuterie board, and um, it's always yeah, like a sure. sweet kind of thing to to counteract the saltiness of the meat and the kind yeah. of savoriness of the cheese. And it was always like they always go find these jams that just are incredible. So this was mm-hmm. a carrot cake jam, dude. Um, yeah, it that was sounds awesome. It was incredible. And, uh, and then there was like, they made one of those baked brie with carrot cake jam on top that you could Ooh. dip into. So that was, that was the highlight for me in terms of food. And then somebody brought, um, a Canadian equivalent of, uh, KFC. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what is a Canadian equivalent? Uh, we have a, we have a chain called Mary Brown's. <laughs> is, is it, oh, oh, fuck. I was... Oh man, I I would have so many, you know, 
ideas for what it what it could be. I mean, what how do you feel? I mean, what what do you feel about like Manitoba fried chicken? Manitoba fried chicken. That's something that would work for you. MFC. Uh, just, 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 you know, go with some Saskatchewan fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Roll, rolls right off the tongue. Uh, SFK. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. Just, Mary Brown. Speaking of chicken, just give me a second. I gotta, gotta put some aluminum foil on this, baby. <laughs> oh man! I'm at the point of like doing the chicken where it's like mm-hmm. it's already slightly burning on the outside. Um, mm. but the inside is probably not not quite done. <clears throat> so, putting some aluminum foil on there um, to like counteract that. But yeah, um, no. So okay, th- that's cool. But I, I I'm fascinated about the dip thing. Like, yeah. so w- which kind of chips did you guys have? Like, it was okay. So you probably had like normal, like the. So first of all, like which brand? What is like the brand uh, of chip you were getting, Canada? Like, fucking. Tostitos? Which one? Tostitos. Yeah. Okay. 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 And um, so there was like pro- probably like your your bland chip, like the the regular salted one. Yeah. So it was the regular salted, but they weren't the white corn chips. They were like the blue corn chips. They were like dark blue. Uh, is that like supposed to be spooky or something? I get. I think that was it. Yeah. They needed to be spooky chips. Ah. Uh. You could have just like put some salmonella on there, like that. That would spook them <laughs> That's up. Way spookier. <laughs> Who's gonna? <laughs> you're gonna have to shit for like three days, and you're not <laughs> going to be able to decide between shitting and puking. There's only one bathroom in this house. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh fucking hell, dude! Yeah, so you, you got you got you your, you have, your, a, you your have piece. a yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> you got your basic chips. You got your scoops. The scoops are the ones that are like folded into mini bowls, like mini, mini taco bur- burrito bowls, like uh, extreme you know. Pringles. Uh, yeah. What ex- tell tell me what is no like <laughs> like that? extremely shaped Pringles, like a Pringle that just band out of shape. Yeah, kind of. It's like uh like a little mini muffin paper cup kind of shape, but. That's With that's it. interesting. We we don't have those because I live in. They're not as big Germany. though. They're they're like the size of like I don't know, some something. <laughs> you guys could have um, gotten like bugles and fill them with with dip like fuck? ice cream. <laughs> Excuse, <laughs> I beg your fucking pardon. You have like a bugle cone filled with dip cream. This <laughs> <laughs> tastes like shit. Though. <laughs> they're like weird cheesy witch fingers. I don't know. What they're supposed <laughs> to be. Um, yeah. Or why they're ribbed. Why? Well, I don't know why, man, but like Bugle's introduction to German food culture has failed just as uh, Doritos failed. I'm looking this up. How are Bugle's made? Oh, you don't want to know. Okay. Uh,. Probably not gonna watch this. <laughs> I mean, you can you can go ahead and watch this like uh, one minute fifty three video. All right. So basically, there's an extrusion machine that makes like a two centimeter wide, like a dozen two centimeter wide strips, and then they're doubled up on each other, 
so that you got two layers of strips at a time. And I'm assuming they're kind of crimped and then... Okay, okay, okay. Wait the fuck up. I just scrolled. You, you Google Tower Bugles made, right? Yeah. Scroll down a little. Scroll down to the recipe section of Google. Recipes. Cinnamon horns, bugles, chicken nuggets, churro, bugles. Okay, it doesn't mix. okay, it doesn't show it to you. I'm <laughs> I'm not shitting okay, wait a second. Wait a wait a fucking bugles. second. I have to Elf sh- I have to <laughs> show this to you because otherwise you're Nana's not going to believe me. <laughs> nope. You're not going to believe me. But I'm not shitting you. There's a there's a, oh fuck, how does this work? Um this is what came up for recipes for me. I'm sending it to the Discord right now. Check the middle one. What did I Bugle just say? Cones. What the fuck <laughs> did I just say? Fill them up with dip just like ice cream cones and you got bugle cones. So here's my... Okay, that's fine. Um, that's they look delicious. Fine. That's that's absolutely revolutionary. No, no, it's fine. But aren't bugles... Sh- cheese flavored is that yeah that's gonna taste like like, shit yeah so that's what i'm saying like these cinnamon (laughs) horns and the five minute caramel bugles like that's like taking doritos and putting cinnamon on them like that's (laughs) blasphemy the best thing is that like the bugle cones website is called taste of home like where the fuck are you from bitch (laughs) where did you grow up (laughs) the deep south (laughs) oh man i mean they they look tasty they look good. All right. So anyways, for anyone yeah. who's wondering how bugles get their conical shape, they're folded. Two layers of them are folded together, and then they go through a corkscrew machine that seals, that cuts them in triangles, and then seals them on the edges. So then I guess they're just kind of cooked in an oven. And then in order and, for uh, them to, to get their ridges, they are uh, pushed at like uh, uh, two-thirds of uh, light speed through yep. the particle accelerator they're, ex- <laughs> they're accelerated to the <laughs> near speed of light that's what gives us, gives them the cone shape <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh fucking hell did you ever hear about that holy shit let me i don't i don't i'm not good with names i never know names but like there was this particle accelerator accident um like in Soviet Russia. Um, that is wait, wait a second. I have to. I have to get this name right. Anatoly Petrovich Bugorsky, and it's called mm. the Bugorsky Incident. Holy shit! There was a guy. It was a physicist who worked in like the eighties, I think, um, in in Soviet Russia, and and he was working on a particle accelerator, and he shot a. A positron through his face. What? Yeah. He had like a... Pictures? Yeah, there's pictures. Just Google the Bugorsky incident. Uh, Of course. (laughs) And it's like... Fucking hell. This this dude's face was fucked up. Um, And he also... uh, Not only was his face fucked, uh, he was basically disabled for the rest of his life. And... The really fucked up, like, for example, one half of his face has wrinkles, and the one where the particle hit through does not have wrinkles. Like, he's an old dude. Half of his face doesn't have wrinkles, so 
You better bet that the fucking Kardashians are gonna shoot particles all through their face. So, it's, it was a positron? Is that what it was? Yeah. I shot through his oh. face, and that's what, like... Ah, it was a proton, not a positron. Sorry, it was a proton. So, the proton shot through his mm. face at, like, almost the speed of light. And um, he's, he described it as, like, seeing, like, a, like a flash. Like, the, the brightest flash that he's ever seen. It shot right through his face. And there were so many things that went wrong. Like, there's a great video by Kyle Hill. Um, in case you don't know this guy, he's fucking great. He's, like, a science educator on, on, on YouTube, Kyle Hill. Shout out to Kyle Hill. You're, you're a great dude. You, you almost look like Chris Hemsworth, like, if he, if he was, like, severely disabled and autistic. Um, great stuff that this guy's doing. And he, like, unraveled this whole incident. And the fucked up thing was that before Chernobyl, um, like, Bogorski, this guy that, that this happened to, he didn't even get, like, any, like, healthcare or anything because there were no like, radiation-related incidents in in the Soviet Union, right? So, mm-hmm. after Chernobyl, he kind of got some benefits, and that was only because of Chernobyl, because everyone was basically under this umbrella of, like, Chernobyl-related incidents. Yes. Um, but he had to fight a lot for, like, his healthcare. And in the, in the 90s, they stopped it, because they were like, yeah, sorry, dude, like, you're not a Chernobyl victim, so obviously there's no healthcare for you, which is great. <laughs> and um, so he um, uh, went to speak to the Western press about it and told a story, and it's fucking insane, dude. So the Bugorski incident, like, guys, you you gotta watch it. That's absolutely crazy. It's it's. I need to see this. I'm just looking at pictures. I'm reading it. It's like, he just... Uh, knew that he had struck the proton beam, but he did not tell anyone. Instead, he calmly completed his work, yes. wrote down in a journal that he had visited the accelerator channel, and then waited for symptoms to arrive. Yes. <laughs> and apparently he went to sleep, and everything was kind of okay. And the next day he woke up, and like the half of his face was just swollen and just hurt like fuck. So, hmm. yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay, man. So... We, uh, we, we gotta wrap this up because I got a chicken to take care of. And um, uh, so you guys out there, just keep away from particle accelerators. And if you, ha- if you can. And if you really have to be near one, just keep your faces out of the particle beam. That, that'll be cool. Like, just, yeah. just don't. Yeah. Cool. It's gotta so, be a guard by now. Yes. So, in case, yeah, anyone's still listening, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening, and uh, uh, head to Twitter. Like, we have people listening. You guys thought of Twitter? Like, how, why? That's go, fine, go, I guess. Make it, no, fuck you, make a Twitter. <laughs> Sell your data. And, um, you know, just just go visit us at, at Friends Apart Pod uh, on Twitter. You can also communicate via email with us if you really desire to if you really want to and you're <sighs> 45 fucking bugle cones eating motherfuckers sending emails. <laughs> um so yeah you go to friendsapartpod at gmail.com send us a mail uh send us some death threats and um we'll we'll likely respond i i i would think so um yeah you guys have a good one jason it was a pleasure 
just, you know, hanging out with you again. As always. As always. And, uh, yeah, talk to you next week then, all right? Yep. Bye. 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 Bye.